0: Do your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at me. The hell with the Supreme Court. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. Oh, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program.
1: Well, hello, America, and Beyond the Fruited Plain. A delight to be with you on this Friday, right before Veterans Day. Hey, it's the, uh, what, 248th birthday, is it, of the U.S. Marine Corps? What a wonderful day to be with you, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Uh, We've got a great show for you, as always, today. You know, the theme is something that I think is exciting, and it's good to go into the weekend with this knowledge. We talk about a lot on this program that is wrong. We talk a lot about what is... A trampling of our rights, our freedoms, our principles, our our morals and values as good people. Just good people. Forget whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Good people used to be able to agree on certain things. Well... Today is the story of pushing back against the bullies. One thing bullies don't like is somebody who's going to stand up to them. And you don't have to be bigger. You don't have to be stronger, faster, or anything. You just have to know who you are and say you're not going to take it. And that is exactly the story on so many levels today in this program. It's going to be great. So do not be in the dumps. Whatever's going on out there that seems insurmountable. You are not alone. There are tens of millions of us who feel the same way that you do. And we're dedicated. We're going to fight. We are going to survive. We are going to succeed. And we are going to save these United States of America. Period. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I think when you pay attention to the news, even peripherally, you get the theme that things in this country are wrong. We have a lot of angry people who are protesting and shouting and threatening and doing things that just defy common sense, logic, and decency. But until you you hear a deep dive on one individual person's experience with a weaponized government, with an out-of-control Biden regime, which is by default and extension Hillary Clinton's and Barack Obama's, until you hear someone who's truly been in the crosshairs and you hear what they've gone through and you hear how wronged they have been you don't really realize how serious the issue is. So we listened to this interview with Douglas Mackey. He's a young man, 33 years old in Florida. And he is the fellow who was found guilty for posting a a meme in the 2016 election. And the meme was a picture of Hillary Clinton and it just said, hey, text this number to vote by phone right? Obviously we can't do that. It was funny. And he thought nothing of it. He wasn't being malicious or malignant, wasn't trying to do anything. He thought it was funny and he thought it would make his friends laugh. How many of us do this every day? He didn't create the meme. He found it somewhere, copied it, pasted it. Boom. There it goes. Didn't think much of it. Until four years later, when he gets... A very loud banging on his door. Four years later would be 2021. Four years later would be seven days after the inauguration of Joe Biden. So that would be January 28th of 2021. The feds come to his door. Are you Douglas Mackey? He's asleep, wakes up in his underwear, right? Gets cuffed by the police, by federal agents, he says eight to 10 of them, they take him away to be arraigned. He said, what are are the charges? You don't need to know about that. Let me grab my phone. Let me grab my wallet. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what is going on. They said, no, get in the car. Gets in the car. They take him to the courthouse. And he's arraigned for for what? Well, apparently, because he posted what he thought was a funny meme about Hillary Clinton. The left had galvanized behind it and had been for the last several years. Creating a case to take down one guy and make him an example to everyone else. Forget your freedom of speech. Forget your ability to say what you want, even with what you want, is offensive or rude or wildly inappropriate. That is what is guaranteed in our Constitution, but not for Douglas Mackey. They were out to use Douglas Mackey as a poster child of you better watch what you say in this war on information. Now, it gets even more disgusting because one would need evidence of some kind of harm, some wrongdoing, some kind of victim. But as we're noticing in Donald Trump's multiple cases where there's been no one who has suffered any ill effects of Donald Trump's valuation of his business, the loans that he's received, et cetera, et cetera. He's paid back all of the people who lent him money. He paid back in full on time. Nobody had any questions or problems with it. But when you live in a police state with a national security apparatus that is weaponized against one group of people, conservatives, or people who are not overtly left, you know you're in trouble. And in trouble, Douglas Mackey found himself. After his arrest, after his arraignment, Rachel Maddow had him all over... Her news that night how did they find him because he posted that under a pseudonym much like joe biden he wasn't robin ware or robert peters or whatever the hell joe biden's many fictitious identities are he put it up as a fictitious name and somebody had to go about doxing him going into all of these various avenues of the computer and finding out who is this man And the person who did that was a reporter from the Huffington Post going after a man who just thought it was funny. The Huffington Post reporter decided to identify Douglas Mackey. Rachel Maddow picked the story up, ran with it. And then you know what happened next. Douglas Mackey started losing friends. Family members started distancing themselves for him posting a meme that he thought was funny. But it gets worse because at trial, the government didn't present any evidence. They said they needn't have presented evidence. They said that he was trying to subvert an election and influence the vote of others. They even subpoenaed phone records and voting records of people who might have texted the number on the original meme encouraging everybody who liked Hillary Clinton, hey, vote by phone. None of them was a victim of any crime until they found one person who was willing to testify against Douglas Mackey in court, a man he had never met who lived a thousand miles away who testified that he and Douglas actually were working quietly to subvert the election. Douglas Mackey never knew him, never spoke with him, certainly never colluded with him, but nevertheless, a jury of quote-unquote peers found Douglas Mackey guilty of trying to subvert the electoral process. This, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are in the United States. This is where we are as right now, federal agents continue their all-out manhunt for a January 6th attendee who served honorably in the National Guard, who was there on January 6th, whose crime we still don't know, but now there's a $10,000 reward being offered by the feds for his location, for his whereabouts. If you don't think we live in a police state, if you don't think that these agents can knock on your door and make you the next victim, the next poster child, Of course, you are mistaken. But the story of Douglas Mackey is truly vile. Petty, petulant, and childish all along the way. Down to the basics of after his arraignment. They gave him the paperwork so he could finally see for what he was being charged. They had taken him 20 miles from his house. They hadn't let him use his phone he wasn't allowed to bring a wallet, and they dropped him on the street and walked away. He had no way to get back home. This is how petty these people are, my friends. You are not allowed to think something is funny. And a jury of peers who can be cherry-picked and put into a, a jury box in any area that the federal government deems appropriate in order to try your case can find you guilty too. Seven months Douglas Mackey is supposed to serve. He could have gotten a sentence of 10 years. Again, for taking a meme that he thought was funny and sharing it. Now, if you don't think that's crazy town, you and I have different definitions of that. But the pushback is on. And we have so many examples of it today. Let's use Douglas Mackey as our springboard. A victim, maybe. Or a great galvanizer of a phenomenal American pushback. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, this is a very interesting story. As we think about what Douglas Mackey has gone through, now he's supposed to serve seven months in prison, which is so preposterous. Anybody paying attention knows what is going on in this country and is against it. But, you know, some polling comes out here and there. And this is, I think, so much of what the fear on the left is all about and the Uniparty itself. Because we, the people, are not fooled by the garbage. You can't tell me that a guy who, who puts out a tweet of a meme is a threat to democracy because we've got people who are part of ISIS People who are part of Antifa. We've got predators. We've got some of the darkest, nastiest people. The Taliban, right? They have Twitter accounts. This guy, you think he should be in prison? You think he should have been carted off with handcuffs, put in leg irons at his arraignment? Treated this way, lied about information, ginned up in order to throw him away to send a message? Of course not. And Americans are speaking out, and CNN is seeing it. I love looking at their, at their roundtable discussions where some of the people look like they're about to cry. <laughs> Majority say no chance they would vote for Joe Biden in 2024. That's what their CNN most recent poll says. Majority of voters say there is no chance that they would vote for President Joe Biden. In 2024, a recent CNN poll has found increasing the fear among Democrats that swing voters ignore the president's talking points. Well, now, this is the interesting thing. As these numbers come out, the crackdown, the man hunts, the sheer rabid lunacy of a federalized government j- kicks up into higher gear. And that's what we're watching It's almost as though they're saying we only have X number of months, weeks and days left to terrorize people who disagree with us. So we better get busy. 31, excuse me, 51 percent in this CNN poll said there's no chance, not a chance they would vote for Biden. Forty five percent said they were a Biden voter, though. Only 4% labeled themselves as a potential Biden voter. People aren't even on the fence about him. Absolutely not. More than half. So in contrast, voters gave President Donald Trump better marks, suggesting neither candidate has much room for growth. I think people are where they are. You either like where we are, you think this is great, And there's a small number of people who do, if you believe the polls, which just astonishes me. Or you look back because you have common sense and a checking account. And you know for a fact that everything was better under Trump. Everything. 36% approve of Biden down. Oh, let me say a little bit of Trump here. 48%. When asked the same question, will you vote for for Donald Trump? Those who answered, not a chance, 48%. 51% saying that for Joe Biden. And 49% said that they were a Trump voter. 2% labeled themselves a potential. Not a lot of wiggle room. We are where we're going to be. Now, the poll also found that Biden and Trump's favorability ratings trending in opposite directions. As you well know, Trump currently holds greater favorability Beating Biden by two points, 38 to 36 percent. Trump's approval rating is the greatest. Obviously, you would expect among all the 2024 presidential candidates. Let's see who they've got here. Ron DeSantis, approval rating, 27 percent. Nikki Haley, 23. Vivek Ramaswamy, 15. Chris Christie, I don't see it. I don't get it. 15. Tim Scott, 16 percent. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 31%. 31%. Cornell West, 9%. The Kennedy card is going to be very interesting. How is it going to play in? I, I don't know. You hear people on both sides saying it's going to be good for this person, bad for that person. Donald Trump also leads Joe Biden by three points among men of color voters. A, quote, shocking revelation for Democrats who hope the president can win re-election of men of color supported Trump. Just 46% backed Biden. Polling also among black men shows a stark contrast from the 2020 election results. Back in 2020, black men who voted for Trump, 12%. 12. Joe Biden got 87. He has hemorrhaged. There has been a a cataclysmic drop-off. 40% 40% of eligible Hispanic men voted for Trump in 2020. 57% of it, uh, percent voted for Biden. That's changing. And it's changing quickly. And they are panicked. And you're going to hear it and you're going to see it and you see it in the weaponization of these federal agents. If they can't beat you with ideas because their ideas suck and they can't, They can't woo you with the emotions because you're either for Donald Trump or against him and nobody's really changing camp right now. They can use whatever power they have left to go after you and send the Douglas Mackey message. We don't need evidence. We don't need proof. We don't even need to prove that you caused harm. Look at Trump's trials. We don't have to prove anything. We're in charge. Oh, are you really now? Because when we come back from the break, we're going to open the door into this ridiculous manhunt story. ABC's David Muir, very serious last night. Let's go up to the chopper. What the hell is going on? And where are the media huevos to say, you know what? This sucks. You'll hear it here next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, this whole bully thing, I don't know about you. I've never liked bullies. I've always liked people who've stood up to bullies. The worst thing you could ever do is back down to a bully. Uh, no matter how afraid you are, backing down, you've lost, they've won, and it feeds the animal. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And all you need to do, a lot of people just need to do, is channel that inner Ralphie from Christmas Story and just, just go. Now, you can't do this at all times. Douglas Mackey couldn't fight back to that degree, but his story is getting out. You cannot, as a government, say you represent the people when you specifically target with bogus allegations, the people. You can't say you're for democracy if you're okay with wiretapping a president. You can't say you're pro-freedom when you're willing to pay some schmuck to, to make a bogus dossier of allegations of sock, and you can't say that you're honorable members of Congress when you use that information To impeach a president for being effective, for being effective, for doing a good job, for not being part of the machine, for daring to enter the suck of the Beltway bubble and to burst it. And this is all retribution. They've tried endlessly to destroy Donald Trump. And so they started aiming at each of us and all of you in your own ways. If you've been like Douglas Mackey and you've retweeted something, you're on somebody's radar. Don't think you're not. If you've been punished by some lackey truth board, some fact checker on Facebook or any other social site, you've already been in the crosshairs. It's not a stretch, but we got to talk about this FBI now offering $10,000 as a reward in their search for a New Jersey man wanted in connection with a January six attack. Now I want to play for you last night, David Muir, ABC news. He's going to talk to you about this manhunt. Let's go out live on the scene and go up to the chopper. All right. I want you to pay attention to what you never really get. What pivotal piece of information David Muir and the ABC News reporter fail to deliver? Listen.
0: Now to the urgent manhunt 40 miles outside New York City at this hour in Middlesex County, New Jersey, after a suspect wanted in the January 6th attack evaded authorities. This was the scene in central New Jersey today, a massive police presence. The FBI and SWAT teams called in. ABC Stephanie Ramos on the scene for us tonight. An all-out manhunt tonight in this small central New Jersey town, just 40 miles southwest of New York City. After this man, wanted in connection to the attack at the Capitol on January 6th, evaded arrest. Gregory Yetman fleeing on foot into the wooded area near his home. Police searching from the sky and on the ground. According to USA Today, Yetman is suspect number 278 AFO wanted for assault of a federal officer pictured at the Capitol in these photos on the FBI's website. In an interview earlier this year, Yetman indicated he was at the Capitol that day but said he did nothing wrong. The FBI leading the multi-agency manhunt in the town of Helmeda. Officers in tactical gear, looking in vehicles. Teams moving through backyards, armed with long guns and canines. There were officers running through everybody's yards, um, asking questions. Even though the sun has gone down, we can still see joint terrorism task force agents going door to door, looking for Yetman. According to police, Yetman is in his 40s, last seen wearing a red jacket and baseball cap. He served in the New Jersey National Guard for 12 years and was honorably discharged in March of 2022. They are determined to attain this gentleman today. That is their effort. Tonight, authorities are urging residents to shelter in place. Streets here in Helmeta were closed for a period of time. Tactical vehicles and law enforcement officers are still lining this street behind me, which is near the house where authorities believe Yetman was staying. David, it is still a very active scene here.
1: Hey, Stephanie Ramos, perhaps rather than putting on lip gloss, you should ask a pivotal question. What did he do? What are you accusing him of? Residents are being told to shelter in place? Why? Because you have a lunatic federal government going after people? Yeah. Hey, David, rather than looking so stern and telling us that he evaded capture, wouldn't you want to run if your government came after you? They've already got 1,300 people that they've prosecuted. Hundreds have been sentenced to God knows how long for God knows how what. How much, I should say, Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, spent months in, in solitary confinement. You guys, this, this isn't justice. This is vengeance. This is searing loathing. This is a loss of reality. This is a disconnect between right and wrong. This is justifying supporting quote-unquote Palestine when you're really supporting barbarism, savage murder, and celebrating it. That, that's where we are. That is disturbingly dark. You know, I, I, I saw something today, and, it, and it's true. If you think about the Nazis. And you think about their PR campaign to cover up what they were doing. They knew what they were doing was wrong. The soldiers who were executing people knew what they were doing was wrong. They tried to control that through their own propaganda. They tried to hide it. These people who are going after Israel these people who beheaded children and raped the corpses of women celebrated it. They were joyful. They wanted to call their parents and tell them how many people, how many Jews they had killed. Now we look across you know, the world at this and say, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. How big a stretch is what we're going through here in America from that? We live in a police state where the FBI can roll up at your house, come in heavy. For what? Because you sidewalk preach outside an abortion center? You're the threat to society? The video you did not see in that ABC News story if you're listening to my voice. They had the thing locked down like it was something out of Shawshank. You would've thought the guy was a serial killer. He's out in the woods, he's got survival skills, he's just a dude. And they still never told us what he did for assaulting an officer. You mean assaulting an officer like the two officers who've lied under oath in order to send members of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers to prison for the next 10 or 20 years? You mean those, those officers? Or was it the officer who beat to death? Roseanne Boyland. And how her story just sort of evaporated after that unsavory happening took place. It's all propaganda. It's all nonsense. You don't believe that people... In Gaza right now, that, that Hamas isn't using their own people as the collateral damage. They're not killing their own people to create the story that Israel is killing everybody and tens of thousands of civilians have been slaughtered. They use their own people as human shields. I mean, there's a degree of off the charts not putting that genie back in the bottle. And we are there. The scary thing is, is. This country, this place where millions of people have come lawfully before the open border nonsense, where people scraped up everything they had to to get here without knowing anybody because of the promise of being able to sink or swim on your own without the heavy handed government taking from you. and and ruling you. That is what this place is becoming. These folks coming up from Mexico, who our, our correspondent Oscar Blue talks to. They think they're escaping something, they're coming right back to it because that's what our government has become. An enemy of the people. You know, I have another story here and it seems almost ancillary in this conversation but it's not. We have in Rashida Talib, a sitting member of Congress who is pro the extermination of the Jewish community. And how's this headline for you from the Washington Free Beacon today? Six Talib fundraisers linked to terrorism. Rather than going after this guy in the freaking woods, maybe just Maybe we should identify the people who are circulating freely among us, who our government has welcomed in, who they've given everything to, who hate us and will strike against us. Six Tlaib fundraisers linked to terrorism. Anti-Israel representative Rashida Tlaib connected to at least six terror-linked activists who all served as co-hosts for fundraisers for her 2018 congressional campaign, according to a report from a watchdog group. Eh, Of course, this comes just a few days after Tlaib was censured. Does that even scratch the surface? on these people in Congress, these people who find you and a funny political tweet more offensive and more worthy of strong-armed law tactics and throwing you away and forgetting about you. They're more concerned about that than the terrorists who our taxpayer dollars fund. And if you rise up and you say, oh, hell no, they put their spotlight on you. They come after you at school board meetings. They come after you at church. They come after you if you are common sense, decent, and you love America. I wonder if all these people coming into this country know that. They might want to turn around and go back. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. New Hampshire's governor, Chris Sununu, said something kind of interesting yesterday that piqued our attention. I don't usually pay attention to him, but I am today. And I want to tell you why. Because it's not by chance that he said this. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so you can't run Joe Biden. Nobody wants Joe Biden. Okay? There's nobody who anybody wants instead of Joe Biden because they all suck and the clock is ticking. What are they going to do? What is, the, what is the Hail Mary? What's the last, like open up the playbook? What's the last move? What's the Doug Flutie? What are we going to do? Well, I think they greased the skids for that yesterday. And I, I want you to hear something. Chris Sununu, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, I don't know why the Uniparty thinks this guy is everything and a bag of donuts, because he's not. He's a Uniparty swamp creature, in my not-so-humble opinion. And he's going to tell Neil Cavuto, who is another swamp creature, something that I don't think Neil Cavuto was ready for. And Sununu is going to say, Donald Trump cannot win if Joe Biden drops out. What? I want you to hear the soundbite. And I want to tell you something that I found to supplement this go
0: even a lot of Trump supporters are willing to walk away from him for the right reasons because he can't win in November and the, and the re- most recent polls have proven that uh, wh- wh- what polls are that Donald Trump can't win in November the, the polls that say that that Donald Trump's the only Republican that loses to a non to if, if they switch Biden out, I've said for a long time, as you know, Biden's not going to be on that ticket on the Democrat side. And that reality is getting closer and closer every well, day. Well, Governor, the Times, I mean, ma- ma- that that, right that Trump now, loses unless that change. Like, maybe you're right about that. But, you know, Donald Trump is winning these polls again and again. He is winning in five out of six of these battleground states. So I don't but, know where that goes. But, but, but only against le- Biden. Uh, OK, well, that's what we have so far. So wait
1: a minute. Chris Anunu is trying to tell us there's a poll out there that says if Joe, if Joe Biden drops out and any other candidate comes forward, that any other candidate is going to be Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? So Tim Scott. Is going to be Donald Trump. Marianne Williamson. Is going to be Donald Trump. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Asa Hutchinson. I would totally vote for him. Nikki Haley. <laughs> Chris Christie. So what are you saying, uh, Chris Sununu? What are you setting up? So we paid attention to this. I'm like, somebody's planted that. We're going to try to make that mainstream. Sununu, you go out. You drop it first. You're kind of a poster child for, for the next phase of Republicans, which I completely reject. But then we saw this. Dangerous. This is from the Free Beacon. Dangerous. Semicolon. Biden casts doubt on polls and lays the groundwork to delegitimize the 2024 election. This is what we think is going to be the play. All right. They are going to use a stolen election, a delegitimizing of the election. They are going to use threats at polling places. They are going to use fear. Fear at polling places to one, keep people home, but number two, to cast doubt on what you and I have been doubting for a long time, the entirety of the electoral process. If you can't go into a polling place and show your ID or do the signature check and get your ballot, fill it out, and put it whatever in the machine or have it be hand counted. If we can't get to a system where that's how things are again, the lion's share of this country is not going to believe in the results of elections. But this is, this is the story. What's happening still a long way to go before election day in 2024, but Joe Biden is already dismissing the polls that show him losing to Donald Trump as inaccurate raising the specter that if he loses next November, he will argue the election was not legitimate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's called the big lie. Isn't that the big lie? That that Rachel Maddow and, and Nicole Wallace and Joy Reid and all the other leftist hacks have been bemoaning when anybody says, you know what, that, that Fulton County election is so weird because... When you get 150,000 mail-in ballots, none of which have been mailed because there's not a single crease or fold or anything on them. And then when we look at the results of who the alleged absentee voters voted for, it's all the same person, 100% Joe Biden. And beyond that, every single circle next to Joe Biden's name is filled out in such a way that the same slight crescent white mark in the bubble is left behind? Now, that is really wild for 150,000 people to all vote for the same guy, to manage to get their ballot into the mailbox without ever being folded, right? And all of them filling out those things kind of like a computer one. (laughs) I mean, it's so neat how that works. See, if you said that, and we did, you were called an election denier. But Joe Biden apparently, yesterday, rebuffing questions about recent polling from respected mainstream outfits that show him trailing Trump. He says, you don't don't believe you're trailing in battleground states, asked one reporter. No, I don't, he said. No, I don't. The president is immensely unpopular. We all know this. This is dangerous, though. Biden's refusal to accept the results of these polls conducted in part by the esteemed and unassailable journalists of The New York Times. It's a dog whistle to his extremist supporters that threatens the very principles on which our cherished democracy was founded, said this. His strategy is clear. Convince his base, comprising associate professors, multiple homeowners, corporate lawyers, suburban wine moms that it is not possible for him to lose a fair and legitimate election in 2024. Therefore, if he does, it must be, by definition, illegitimate. Isn't it gross? You need a shower, right? And you already took one today. Well, we're going to get dirtier coming up next. Election bullies. We're going to unravel that safest, most secure election ever claim, and it's going to be fun. Buckle up next.